0: 888- 898-2525. That's 888 898 Now, here are Phil, Chris, and Pat with tonight's edition of
1: Sports Talk. All right, good evening, everybody, and welcome into Sports Talk here on the Sports Talk Media Network. Great to have you with us. It's a Tuesday night, but you know what? It's not just any Tuesday night. It's a Talking Tuesday. That's right. We're not done we're not done with coaches talking. We've got two we've got two football teams in our state still practicing. One, Shrine Bowl. Two, Clemson Tigers. Up at Clemson today. Uh, 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 there's one more. Oh it, We have three football teams in our state. <laughs> and he'll be talking tomorrow. We have three. I'm so sorry. I am really, I'm now. sorry. Come on, you know, man, I'm how so do you forget sorry. the
2: team that's getting to go to Hawaii? I am so sorry. Teams. I didn't have You've teal. You've just tried to block that out of your, your mind because you're upstate. You can't go.
1: I did not have teal <laughs> on the mind. Uh, I am so sorry. Uh, yes, we have three teams in our state. We have Shrine Bowl, Sand Lappers. We have the Clemson Tigers, and we have the Mighty, Mighty Shants of Coastal Carolina. I don't know. I just, going to Hawaii, I just, that's not a football that's a that's a vacation. <laughs> I mean, you know the players are thinking more vacation than they are a football game. Oh, absolutely.
2: Right? And they're going to have their hands full if they're not if they don't have their eyes on the game. San Jose State may run them out of the building. That's mm. a pretty good football team Coastal's going to line up against uh, next Saturday.
1: Well, I think it just depends on your mindset. Who wants to well, win? Who, who wants to be there? You know, South Carolina many 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 moons ago went and played Hawaii. One of the rare times that they had a game after the Clemson game that year. I guess it was under – that was Jim Carlin, early 80s, I think, maybe. They went out to Hawaii, and they goofed around. They got beat by Hawaii, you know. And uh, it was a night game. If I remember correctly, it was like a night game out there in Honolulu. And uh, so back here in the States, in the East, that game was on like 2 or 3 in the morning. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And Gamecocks messed around, lost that ball game out there in Hawaii, as they, uh, they tend to do from time to time. Meantime, up at Clem, uh, beautiful, beautiful day. Temperatures were very nice. Tigers on the practice field. And uh, Dabo Sweeney gave some details about things coming up. They practiced Sunday, they were off Monday for the coaches to go into deep meetings about everything, not recruiting as far as doing actual recruiting, but just deep dive into plans for the bowl game and strategizing for Kentucky practicing today. Tomorrow will be meetings and doing recruiting Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, practicing, getting more physical today. in shells be putting on pads coming up next few days, then take some time off team reconvening in Florida on Christmas Eve. And they are going to be down practicing at fernandina beach high school so they're not going to be i thought they might be at ponte over that area but they're going to be more north and uh they are going to be staying in, at um uh, what's the island uh not alameda what is it um oh come on what's the island right there right off of uh as you're going into uh duval county crossing oh, the state I line
2: no i've got relatives down there yeah yeah. But I'm really bad about this stuff. I was just thinking that Davos is probably the only person on, on the Clemson campus that could afford to slide into uh T P C at Sawgrass, yeah. and all that all that area.
1: Well that's where I was hoping they were going <laughs> yeah. to be. I'd made my plans <laughs> uh for that area, but no, they're gonna be in the north part of Florida, though um, and they're gonna practice at front of Dena Beach. They are going to be staying at
2: Tybee Island?
1: No, 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 that's in
2: Georgia. Not that far north, yeah.
1: Uh they're Not gonna be staying, north. um Amelia Island. There we go. Had to okay, look it up. Yeah. Amelia Island. Getting there Christmas Eve. Practicing at Fernandina Beach High School. And that is where. So uh, we'll be there. They arrive on on Christmas Eve. We'll get there Christmas Day. And no media until. Uh, they're going to. Let's see. Christmas Day is a Monday. They're going to practice on Tuesday the 26th. But no media for that. And then uh, Wednesday, Thursday couple of media sessions and then they play on friday so that is the plan for clemson Uh, as far as any notes from Dabo sweeney today sheridan jones is out at this point dealing with a hip and migraines Uh, something could change but right now he's out a ship uh, shipley will definitely play in the bowl game then he said he'll let shipley tell the media on his own what his plans are regarding his future Mickens is still with the team, intending to go pro, but still undecided. Antonio Williams looks great in practice. Cole Turner looks good, but he can't play uh, Spectre is expected game. Jaden Lucas had surgery. He's out for about seven weeks. Brandon Strozier also had some offseason surgery, and he is out. Uh, reserve quarterback Paul Tyson is staying for another season as a student coach, but he has another year of eligibility and he will stay in shape. And keep his arm ready, just in case. But it, like like Sweeney said, if you if you are, are are unfortunate enough to have to go to your fourth quarterback, you're in a world of hurt. <laughs> but True. he's going to hang around. Uh, he still believes Klubnik is um this is a is going to be a great quarterback for them. He's still the guy. He's excited about Vazina. He also likes Pierman. And, and because of Pierman and because Tyson is uh, coming back. They don't have to go look for a transfer quarterback, he said. They're they're happy with what they've got now and what they've got coming in, though they might look, as he put it, for a high-level preferred walk-on at quarterback. Uh, for the recruiting class, they's going to be wrapping up. They've got one more linebacker to take. By all indications, that's going to be Bradley Shaw out of uh, the Birmingham area. He hasn't announced anything, but that seems to be the, the guy that they're going to get, and... One more offensive lineman, which will be the, the Thurman kid when he announces on the 20th. And, of course, I think they're looking at a couple of offensive linemen in the portal, John, as well. And they're evaluating some, some folks there. And let's see. Um, oh, he also said that uh, when it came to the coaching changes, Lemansky Hall basically initiated that. He said Hall said he was just ready to step away from coaching. Yeah, so, you
2: mentioned that during the uh, Gator Bowl presser said that was pretty much his decision as mm-hmm. much as, as Dabo's.
1: Yeah, and uh, but as far as Thomas Austin, he said that um, when he started evaluating things postseason and he looked at things and he made the phone call to Matt Luke, and and I guess Matt Luke indicated he'd be willing to come, that's when he made the decision there. He said Matt Luke told him that uh, he turned down some other opportunities, but Clemson would be the one place he would like to go to. Uh, Dabo also said uh, they have no corners Right now, drafting guys to play corner. Uh really hurting on uh, the corner position in terms of some depth because of their injury. So you'll see some some people there who might not ordinarily play corner, and they've had some number changes for jerseys for the bowl game. Jalen Phillips went from twenty-five to one, Shelton Lewis from fourteen to two, Olson Pat Henry from eighty-one to eleven, Rob Billings from 21 to 14, and we'll let you hear more from Sweeney coming up a little bit later on. Also, today was the day Chennis Berry was officially introduced as the new head football coach of the South Carolina State Bulldogs, coming off back-to-back sensational seasons at Benedict, replacing Buddy Pugh, who had a great 20-year run there with the Bulldogs. You you listened in to the press conference.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you South Carolina State fans, if you can't get fired up for this guy, nothing's going to impress you. Because I've always held Mike Ayers sort of as the 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 one shining example of how to be a public speaker and get people fired up. Chennis Berry may be one B. I mean, that guy had me ready to go through a wall today. I mean, some of the stuff he talked about was amazing. His plan, he is ready to go. He's got a firm idea as to exactly who he is, what he wants the program to look like, and, and what I like to – he referenced that they're never going to say hi, bye, or anything to anyone. Every time they talk to somebody, first thing out of their mouths and the last thing out of their mouths is going to be go Bulldogs. Mm. And he said we'll not have any of our players wearing anybody else's gear on campus Everything is going to have the South Carolina State logo. I mean, I I was awfully, awfully impressed with Tennis Berry today.
1: Yeah. Well, he wants everybody to think uh, in in one way, and that is the Bulldog way. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, he steps into a situation where you're replacing one legendary coach in a school that has a great tradition of producing uh, outstanding coaches and outstanding players. If they give him the support, they certainly need to do some things – with their facilities to dress it up and take it to the next level um, for uh, for FCS and MEAC competition, if they give him that kind of financial support, I don't have any doubt he'll find the players. And you know, basically, uh, he can coach. You now we've seen yes. that uh, year in and year out. We'll see what he does with the staff and um, how many of the Benedict coaches come with him, who he retains from state, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, from all indications, uh, he's an excellent coach, and uh, we'll get it done there at South Carolina State. All right, so what else we got tonight? We'll hear from uh, Coach Barry. We'll hear from Dabo Sweeney. and uh, Oh, a lot of recruiting. We'll update things there. Of course, uh, things continue to swirl in the Portal John world. Uh, we'll fill you in on what we know there. And our phone number, 888 is the South Carolina Education Lottery. Lucky number. I come to you as a hurt puppy tonight. After uh, last night's loss by the Packers, stinking little Tommy DeVito. You know, if they had just watched footage, if the (laughs) Packers had just talked to Dexter Lawrence across the line of scrimmage and say, Dexter, when you were at Clemson, how did y'all handle uh, Tommy DeVito? Because, you know, he played at Syracuse against Clemson. In fact, I'm looking at stats from the 2019 game that Clemson won by a score of 41-6. to All right. Tommy DeFito was the starting quarterback at Syracuse that day. He passed for 172 yards, and he rushed for minus 42. (laughs) Minus 42. How many times did Clemson sack him that day? He was sacked eight times.
2: I would have guessed six. He was sacked eight times.
1: I don't think the Packers – I think they sacked him maybe once or twice. They hardly put a hand on him. His running kind of changed – the dynamics of, of the offense for the Giants last night. Plus, he threw a couple of really nice balls.
2: Well, in his defense, he's not playing behind Syracuse's offensive line now either. I mean, are you, Well, you're keep in mind Apple's that 2019
1: was, Clemson defensive front was pretty darn right. good.
2: are all in the NFL too now. Yeah. But like they're going up against NFL caliber guys. I mean, they had such a great advantage at Clemson with that D line up against most offensive lines, especially a, a team like Syracuse. He's, he's got a better front for him, but that's a game that the Packers just cannot lose. Mm, mm. I mean, if you're going to contend for the uh, NFC playoffs, which is a jumbled mess now, I mean, the Packers would be tied for first in the NFC South. Yes. Right now they <laughs> with, would be. With but, three other teams. But what I, I want to say is that
1: they um, – I mean, that win would have made them 7-6. and They right. already were sitting in the last wild card spot before last night. That would have um, – well, not cement them, but further uh, enhanced the possibility of them making the postseason when they were left for dead. That was a bummer. Just going to say that was a bummer. Let's move on. Our poll question of the week.
2: How about this? Now we do the the poll question of the week. Let me slide this in real quick, though. If the NFL had bowl games, there would be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. I think that's it. Maybe, yeah, I think that's right. 1, 2, 3, 4. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven teams in the NFC that wouldn't be eligible for a bowl game. Hmm. That's because how <laughs> of losing records. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, I'm because telling you, the Cowboys it was, and Eagles in, in, in San Francisco is so much better than everybody else in the conference.
1: It was a Pete Rozelle dream to have a season mm. where everybody was 500.
2: <laughs> there you go, getting close. He getting close. he
1: wanted he wanted uh, you know a a an aircraft carrier kind of team that won. Well, back then they were playing eleven games, twelve games. You know that won ten or eleven games. Now they're playing what seventeen. So, you know, you don't. He did. He would never want a team to win fourteen, fifteen. He want everybody to be no. around. You know, five hundred or a game above, mm-hmm. so that everybody coming down the stretch is in the hunt. That makes for increased television viewing and and also uh, ticket sales. And the, you know what? The NFL uh, pretty much has that going. Even though I'll say this, maybe better than any other sport. I would agree. Down the stretch, NFL teams still play hard and try to win even when they're out of the playoffs. For ego or contract or whatever reason, you'll see a team out of the playoffs knock off a playoff contender in the next to last week or the last week Mm -hmm. to really throw things into a tizzy.
2: Well, going into the uh, week before Christmas, there are only two teams in the NFL that have been officially eliminated from playoff contention. The Panthers and the Patriots. The Panthers. Everybody else has a shot to get into the playoffs.
1: Now, you see, if you had asked a Panthers fan a few years ago, how would you like to be mentioned in the same sentence with the Patriots? (laughs) And now they are. Now you're mentioned in the same sentence with the Patriots, just not like how you would like to be mentioned. Uh, All right. Oh, did we oh, have course. a Beamer commitment alert go out today? We did just a little bit before we went on the air today. I see that he was—he's uh, been up in the Virginia Maryland area today. So I think the two. This will be the third. So the other two have been accounted for to this point. So uh, let me just think off the top of my head who it might be. Of course, it could be any of the kids that uh, came in for the visits the transfers this past weekend. Most of them they want. My guess is. The one, one of the two that would, uh, from what I can gather, that were most on the verge of committing would be uh, McGowan, the wide receiver from Vanderbilt, or right. the running back from North Texas, who uh, okay. came in for an official visit this past weekend. I've got to look him up here, but McGowan would make a lot of sense. You know his uh, his quarterback, one of his quarterbacks was in for a visit today in South Carolina.
2: That's all that.
1: Uh, so, you know, and they also offered Shepard, the other uh, receiver, outstanding receiver from Vandy. You know, for having such a bad record, Vandy had some good players. Yeah, they did. But let's see here. Um, the other one I'm thinking about – oh, give me just a second here. And I'll, let's see if I can pull it up. Let's see here if I can pull it up here. Um, oh, Oscar Attaway, transfer from North Texas. Could be him. Just thinking out loud here. I don't know mm-hmm. anything. Could be him. So we'll see if anything pops up anywhere on anybody claiming that uh, commitment. So that that would be three uh, coming out of the weekend, if that one is from the weekend, which uh, let's see how excited Beamer was on this one. About to walk to a home visit in Maryland, but just got an awesome phone call. Told you the great news from last weekend wasn't over Welcome home. He didn't give it a bunch of uh, exaggerated um, exclamation points. Above all else, 23. So it is a 23 kid. It is a 23 kid. It is from last weekend. Yeah. So, okay. And we'll see what happens there. Our poll question of the week, which we didn't get to last night, but we'll mention tonight, we're in week two of college football free agency. Some coaches are calling for transparency when it comes to details of NIL deals. Would you like to see financial details of NIL deals for players made public in the way coaches' salaries are? And we've had um, 322 votes. 93.5% say yes. They want details. 93.5%. What do you think?
2: Until they're employees of the universities, I say no. I mean, these are private individuals. I, I get it. There's money coming in from potentially public uh, entities, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's private donations too. I just I'm I'm not in favor of financial details coming out for college kids working in in school, <clears throat> even though they're now pros working in school. But yeah, no. Until they're until they're actual employees of the university. Now, one thing I would like to see. Maybe change the the tenor of it a little bit. Is how much money is South Carolina putting into its NIL? All told, how much money is Clemson putting into its NIL? Give us an idea. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily care how much money they were paying Spencer Rattler or going to pay you know whomever they bring mm-hmm. in Jerry Brown mm-hmm. that type of thing. But I would like to see what kind of uh, pot they're pulling from. Mm-hmm. I mean, if South Carolina is giving out you know two three million dollars in NIL and the University of Texas is giving out twenty two million dollars in NIL. I just don't see how that's ever going to work and be on an even plane, even in the same league.
1: Well, that's a good point. Now, we do, you know, annually we get a database, we get a report. I think it's usually USA Today that reports on the athletic department budget for the schools, for each public school. And so, you know, you can see what Texas has in their budget and what they're spending because they spend every penny of it, right? Right and on down the line and see where South Carolina and Clemson fall in line there with the amount of money that they are spending and how much money. And sometimes I think this database can can actually breaks it down by, you know, salaries, uh, recruiting, travel, um, things like that. They break it all down, what used to be scholarships and whatever else they were paying players at that time that was legal. So, yeah, they've got that out there. I think that's an excellent point. It would be interesting to see how much School A has an NIL money that they are able to spend on their players versus School B, C, D on down the line. Yeah, excellent point. Okay, phone number, 888 Let's go to uh, our phone calls. Lines are open for the most part. We go to Sam down in Charleston. Uh, Sam, welcome into Sports Talk tonight. How are you? Phil, Chris.
3: Pat, so you guys doing, I got a big shout-out to Pat. Hope he's doing well. He gets back really soon. Well,
1: you got to um, give a shout-out to Josh since Josh is the one that to put you on the air now.
3: Well, so I got a big shout-out to Josh. I
1: got
3: a big shout-out to Josh. Thank you. So much thank you. Thank on. you. Hey, um, I want to test base. Um, have you guys watched the uh, C men's basketball game?
1: Well, I saw a video of Coach Kelsey uh, before they played Long Island. It was uh, recorded in his car as he was driving, I think, down King Street. And uh, he was, you know, chomping at the bit to get back on the court, encouraging the Cougar fans to turn out, reminding everybody that Charleston is his city. Whose city is it, Sam?
3: (laughs) Whose city is it? This is my city. Oh. Well.
1: Well. It's his city. He's, it's Sam's city. He's claiming it's his city, but uh, we get well, the point.
3: Okay, so I have a three-part question to ask you about this week. I got a three-part question about um, the – I know you mentioned the NILDL thing going on, and plus the Cog bowl games. So here's my theory about the Gamecocks for next year. Just think about my My number one goal for next year for 2024 – Here's my wish list and my New Year's resolution. My New Year's resolution next year is to eat, eat healthy. I want to see Shane Beamer in person. I'd see him in my apartment have a little talk with the NIL deal, thing going on, and um, have, have some pizza with him and talk about some stuff. And thirdly, I want to talk to you on a few things, what I um, was mentioning about the, um, the college football playoff and, and here's a quick question to think about it. If if as the Georgia Bulldogs go to a bowl game, are they going this year? But here's another question to ask you. What do you think that if Mike Cougars went to the March Madness have you guys have you guys mentioned last year they went we had a watch party last year? you guys know about that? And I do want to mention that, um, so this year's watch party, guess where I'm going?
1: Where are you going?
3: I'm I'm going marching with my team because I am. Hey, listen, I got to tell you, I will tell my team about this on Thursday night. If the guy's are going marching, because I'm marching on with them.
1: You're going marching in March Madness? Is that your plan?
3: Well, that's my plan because, you know, I got to tell you, if this team bumps on Civil Guess what? We can we can both share our city together. This is Charleston strong. Charleston
1: gotta... strong. Our city. Okay. Our city. All right, Sam. You you get ready to march, march madness. The Cougars could very well be there. They look good. That was a big win over Long Island. They had the other day. Sam, thank you very I get much. Then Monday. Yeah, you do get to see them Monday. Yeah. I uh, want to mention here before the break, South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame. Announced 10 new, well, they're not inductees yet, 10 new uh, selections for induction into the Hall of Fame. What a great class this is. You got eight athletes, two coaches covering four different sports. You got Marcus Lattimore. You got Lucas Glover. You've got Ivory Latta. What a last name, Ivory Latta. (laughs) Though she's from York, but she has a last name, Latta. Clifford Ray, remember him in the NBA. Tyler Thigpen, the first quarterback at Coastal Carolina. I mean, number one, number the first quarterback. Ori Banks, um, Anthony Johnson, Jack Leggett, and uh, Allison Feaster, and William Partlow. So there you go. That is the class, and it is a great class. And uh, you reach a certain point in life where you remember now most of the people that are going into these Hall of Fame because you covered them, you watched them, and now it rings true when they get selected for a Hall of Fame. We'll talk more about this after the break. Be right back.
4: you can listen to the engine one okay welcome back everybody it is sports talk here on the sports Talk media network
1: we can uh, we can take that down now whoever that is
2: it's such a great song I know but it's 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 awesome song
1: yeah but there's a problem here I'm talking I don't care if Paul McCartney is singing nobody talks over the corn. Bob Seger on (laughs) line (laughs) two. All right, back to the Hall of Fame. So, let me, of course, correct something. Three coaches. uh, Three coaches. Jack Leggett and Ori Banks and and, uh, William Partlow. Those are the three coaches. And congratulations to all, all deserving, as I was saying. These are folks that we have followed here uh, throughout, uh, well, I think Coach Banks was a little bit ahead of me and Coach uh, Partlow as well, but uh, everybody else, you know, well, Clifford Ray, I think Clifford Ray was gone before I came along. Uh, but I did remember following him in the, in the NBA, uh, primarily with the, the, the uh, Warriors. And I want to say he played for the Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he was drafted by the Bulls in 71. So he was way ahead of me. Um, What a class, though. I mean, Marcus Lattimore uh, getting in, um, which, you know, um, let's talk about that for a moment. Marcus Lattimore. I mean, personality-wise and celebrity-wise, he's as big as they get. And and what he did for South Carolina the one healthy year was fantastic. But, I mean, he did have two seasons that were – were cut short by injury he he did not get the the opportunity to reach his full potential because of injury so i guess you know this is something not so much based on statistics that he uh produced because those were limited because of the injuries but i guess maybe just the the magnitude of his his of his presence on the us team and the rallying point and the fact that he he truly became uh, a fan favorite around SEC stadiums because of his his demeanor and his sportsmanship and just the way he treated people.
2: No doubt. I mean, he's he's a better person than he was a football player. And also, if you want to throw in the stats, maybe he gets into the Hall of Fame based solely on his high school numbers. No, that's true. Because uh, yeah, the job yeah. he did at Burns, I mean, he was an amazing uh, backup at Burns. But, yeah, no, I think the one season where he helped the Gamecocks win the SEC East and the potential, that's the problem. You you see a, a player like this, and it doesn't happen often, but there are certain players you look and say, man, what could have been? Different scenario, obviously, but Lynn Bias is one that always comes to mind. What could have been had he not passed away before he was able to step on the floor with the Celtics? I mean, what could have been for Marcus Lattimore in the NFL had he stayed healthy? And how good could the uh, Gamecocks have been hmm. those couple of those seasons had he stayed healthy?
1: I was at both those games, too. I was at the game at Mississippi State where – he was um really should not have gotten hurt, if I remember correctly, he was going after a fumble that I don't think it was of his making. Um it may have picked up a fumble or was trying to go back and cover a fumble and got rolled over and hurt his knee there. Then of course the the horrible injury against Tennessee yeah, that, that basically crazy. ended his career. That was whew, that one was gruesome. But I tell you the first injury, Mississippi State. The impact across the state was incredible. I remember asking Dabo Sweeney on his conference call that Sunday night. Now, this is an opposing coach. But Marcus Lattimore had such a uh, his celebrity status coming out of high school and going to South Carolina was so widespread. He was so well respected by everybody at all levels of football around the state that even the opposing rival coach had nothing but great things to say about him when talking about the fact that he was out for the rest of the season because of that injury and how he felt so so terrible about him uh or terrible for him so mm-hmm. yeah that's a shame for South Carolina to, to to had he stayed healthy there's no telling what he might have done in a full let's say he stayed 4 years in a full 4 year run in South Carolina the the sky would be the limit uh, for what he might have done but it will be fun you know he's um he's gone out to Oregon He's had a very interesting path. I can't wait to hear his story when he comes in for the induction ceremonies in May. I mean, uh, he's been coaching high school ball in Oregon, and I mean, he—I—I I, I think he has spent uh, maybe some time overseas. He's kind of gone the Aaron Rodgers route of deep thinking. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No doubt, no doubt. Sitting yeah, out in the woods, and uh, <laughs> I mean, living—I'm not say living in the woods or living <laughs> in the forest, but he's—he's he's become a, a very kind of deep thinker, kind of a philosopher type, I think, trying to help people, too. I think his goal in life is to um, reach out and help as many people as he can touch, maybe using football as his platform and maybe his vehicle for doing so, but also not being defined strictly as a football player.
2: Right. I mean, and we, and we talk about what he didn't accomplish. I mean, here's a guy who rushed for almost 3,000 yards, what almost 2,700 during his career at Carolina. I mean, you just throw in a healthy Marcus Lattimore. I mean, does he rush for 4,000 yards? I mean, it, you know, it, the, the sky was the limit for this kid because, I mean, he just had everything. He was durable for the most part. And ironically, we're well, talking think about this. Injury, this. I
1: mean, against Georgia in 2010 – he carried the ball 37 times. Right, Who exactly, carries the ball 30? Exactly. And then against the Florida, uh, game. Florida, he had 40 carries. <laughs> he
2: just carried. And I remember the, the final touchdown I think he scored, if I'm not mistaken, he was carrying Florida uh, defensive backs with him into the end zone. In the upset I mean, of so Alabama,
1: he had 23 carries. I mean, he was mm-hmm. a work horse. And,
2: and caught he, a touchdown pass, I think, in that game too.
1: And he wanted the football. And the thing I loved about him, man, humble as he was. Oh, no doubt. He scored a touchdown. What would he do? Flip the football to artificial. the he'd acted yeah. like he'd been there before.
2: <laughs> and I had. think from
1: the very first day, probably back in the seventh grade, he would just flip the football, uh, realizing that that's where he's supposed to be and that's what you're supposed to do. And then he'd go celebrate with his linemen. You know, to thank them for helping him get in the end zone. That's the way it should be. Everybody should take a lesson from that. I agree. You know, everybody should take a lesson from that. Um Okay, so once again, the folks going into the South Carolina Athletic Hall of Fame and May 20th is the date. You have got uh, Marcus Lattimore, you have got Lucas Glover, the, uh, well, still very active and successful golfer from Greenville and Clemson, Ivory Latta, basketball standout uh, from McConnell's, uh, Clifford Ray from Union, uh, Coastal Carolina quarterback Tyler Thigpen, from Winsboro, where I remember when he got to coastal, David Bennett was the coach. I remember that first year i don't think I, they couldn't complete a pass they couldn't complete their passing game. go back and look at their passing stats from their first from the first uh half season of that first season. pull up their passing if you can find that pull up their they were pathetic throwing the football <laughs> pathetic with thick pen yeah, find that hard to believe oh. Oh, he became he became a, uh, yeah. ex, a great passer. I, I mean, you. he became an NFL quarterback. I'm just saying early on, see if you can find that that first year. Um, and then you had Ori Banks, South Carolina State football coach, College of Charleston and North Charleston basketball star Anthony Johnson, Clemson baseball coach Jack Leggett, way overdue, way overdue for Jack Leggett to be in the Hall yeah. of Fame, way overdue. Uh, Chester and Harvard basketball great Allison Feaster, and Columbia basketball legend William
2: Partlow. You find those numbers yet? I'm pulling up the passing stats right now. Tyler Thigpen back in 2003 played in 10 games, was 58 of 136. That's 43% for 705 yards, five touchdowns, and four interceptions. But the key there is they only completed 58 (laughs) passes.
1: For the yeah, they, season. Well, that was
2: the starter. Uh Ren McKinnon was his backup. He completed thirty-three. Neither one of them close to being over fifty percent passers. For the season, they were ninety one of two fifteen and had twice as many interceptions as they did touchdowns. Yeah. So you remember that spot on.
1: Yeah, they, they had just remember laughing about it with David later on about how you know, but look how far and how mm-hmm. well coached they were and how far they came. In two or three more, go now. Go if you can pull it up. Look at the passing numbers the next year and the next year. And, and well, I'm
2: going to you, I'm going to five now when they were nine and two, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and pen was had passer rating of one eighteen. He was one thirty three of two forty six, eleven touchdowns, six interceptions, completed fifty four percent of his passes, and threw for almost sixteen hundred yards. Quite a big improvement, <laughs> no doubt. That's what coaching does, right? Yeah, and it got better and better. Obviously, he mm-hmm. made it
1: to the league. All right, uh phone number triple eight eight nine eight two five two five. Let's go to Rodney in Mount Pleasant. Next with us here on Sports Talk. Rodney, good to have you with us. Welcome in.
5: Good evening, gentlemen. How are you today?
1: Terrific. How you doing?
5: Oh I'm ecstatic. Um I know um it was mentioned as far as that you know, our bulldog supporters um should be ready to, you know, run through a wall and have the case. The thing that I want to ask is, um, the same way how the, the largest schools are, I want to know how many other people that haven't matriculated um, or are not friends, I guess, so to speak, will be willing to, to join on the, the bandwagon or, or do we want to have to do a wait and see? Um, I think it was last week when I called when, you know, we first got word that um, he was going to be the, the candidate. Um, but the key thing that I have to do, and don't take it personally, but it's just in general the, the term that I'm pretty sure you're aware of, lazy journalism. And unfortunately, Coach Perry um, has uh, used the, the same situation. There was a coach between Coach Jeffries and Coach Pugh. I was at SC State when uh, Coach Dennis Thomas um, showed up there. Mm -hmm. He only got the coach three years, but when you come between two legends, for people who don't know any better, it seems like the headlines that I saw written um, the past 35 years or however the case. These two great giants, um, you know, were at SC State. And I know what's real, but unfortunately – I'm pretty sure I'm not telling you anything new. When the person who's just Joe Blow or or Jenny Blow, for that matter, Mm. reads the headlines, they may just believe what they see, and and it's not true. So I don't think anybody is trying to slight um, Commissioner Thomas, but he was at, at State, and unfortunately he didn't do a good job. But the key thing that I want people to understand is Coach um, Barry will do a good job, but the key thing that's going to help him is the state of South Carolina, as well as all of the South Carolinians or people who have ties to South Carolina, make sure he has their full support and as any of the the colleges or as high schools for that matter and athletics is concerned, do well, we represent the state well so I'm going to pause just for a moment and get your feedback, and then I had one other thing I would like to say if it's okay.
1: Well, feedback is you're exactly right. I mean, he's an excellent uh, coach, came up through the ranks as an assistant coach, proved himself as a head coach at Benedict, which uh, obviously is not an easy place to win and win big. Their program was just reinstituted a few years ago, and he took it over. not Benedict. Well, I mean, when I say a few years ago, I'm I'm talking maybe, what, 10, 15 years ago.
5: Facetious. Correct.
1: Yeah. Right. I'm, I didn't mean like two or three years ago. I mean 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Right. And they went through some coaches. Right. They went through some coaches and uh, finally, you know, hit on somebody who who brought the right formula, and he um, is going to carry that now to state. And I see no wh- reason why he can't be successful. He should have more financial support, certainly more fan support, and he'll have a bigger pool of uh, prospects to choose from at the FCS level than what he had at Division Two. Number one, they offer more scholarships than they do in D2. Right. So, yeah, I think he's uh, – again, but he uh, keep in mind the record's going to take some hits because they're still probably going to play a couple, if not three, money games a year to help subsidize that athletic department. They'll play at least two, got to figure. Unless – Unless now with the with the new uh, whatever it is they find up finally do for college football with the bigger programs uh, when they ever get to that and decide what they're going to do is that going to impact them and the ability to schedule these money games with f c s teams that might go away because of uh the playoff situation uh, whatever structure they come up with uh having to play maybe just only uh, teams at your level, the 50 teams or 60 teams or the 55 teams, however many it is that form this new league, uh, that could put a, a damper on playing these FCS teams in the future. So, But until it's then, they'll continue year. to play probably a couple of money games, if not three a year.
5: Correct. Well you're you're preaching to the choir, but that was gonna be my next point. And I said it last week and I'm gonna say it now and I'll I'll say it louder. It doesn't take a a lot to raise the money on your own. Um I'm pretty sure um I've heard it down here. I'm calling from the, the Chelston area and heard it while I was living in, in Columbia. The citadel The and Wofford may not necessarily want to play us because they're pretty much saying, well, our schedule is already tough because we have so many schools we play in the Southern Conference, and we do want to try to have a winning season. But the same way how this past weekend, where you have the Army-Navy, rah-rah, you know, this is pure football, I can't understand why, unless it gets some prodding, that SC State and the Citadel play at minimum every other year. All it takes is people collectively just in the state alone to put your money where your mouth is, say, I'll pay the ticket up front to have it. If we have over 5 million people in this state, the stadium doesn't have to hold that many. So it's it's not rocket science. If we keep the money right here, you're not having that much a travel. But the thing is, you have to have the commitment to see the FCS level and the teams that can represent the state well do it. Yeah. So I would rather not have us play all of the the big schools. But the key thing is, it can be done. I'll get back in touch with you. I appreciate the uh, chance to to talk. Thank you very
1: much. Yeah, appreciate you. I'm not a big fan. I know you're not, Chris, a big fan of the – the Power Fives playing these FCS schools um, no. simply because the games are 99% of the time non competitive blowouts. Right. I mean, I know the money goes to those schools. It helps them. Everybody talks about Appalachian beating Michigan and, well, South Carolina losing to the Citadel and et cetera. Those are few happens, and far yeah, between. Exactly. Exactly. I hate those it games, to so be honest with frequently.
2: you. Yeah, yep. I'm not a big fan. And quite frankly, if the. Uh, The team's going to have to start putting more money into the uh, transfer portal in NIL. That might be another reason you see those uh, money games go away.
1: Good point. Be back after this break. Don't go away. We're with Major Billy Downer of the Department of Natural Resources. Major Downer, let's say I'm out in the woods or I'm on the water and I need to reach a DNR agent. How do I do that?
0: Operation Game Thief, Phil. It's been around 30-plus years. You can call us at our 24-hour hotline any time of day, 1-800-922-5431. To report wildlife violations or to get help if you're in trouble in the woods or on the water, call us at Operation Game Thief, 1-800-922-5431. Your home is where your memories live. It's where you laugh and where you love. We understand
1: the importance of the valuables under your roof, tangible and intangible alike. So no matter what's around the corner, we'll be there, offering you and your family the support that's made Farm Bureau Insurance a trusted name for nearly 70 years. You deserve more. You deserve a promise. Learn more at scfbins.com.
6: Call me. Alex Satterfield at 803-749-9171 for all of your Midlands insurance needs. Discover holiday magic with Founders Federal Credit Union. Now through December 31st, make your holiday shopping merry and bright with our special
2: 7.99 APR rate on select holiday purchases made with your Founders credit card. You need to hurry, though. This rate will be gone as fast as the holidays. Visit foundersfcu.com cc to save big this holiday season. Call 1-800-845-1614 for details about credit costs and terms.
5: This year's Carolina and Clemson Jackpot $5 scratch-off tickets give you a chance to win up to $200,000, whether you're a Gamecock or a Tiger. Plus, you can enter your tickets into the second chance promotion for a chance to step on the field or the court to win 50 dollars 75 dollars or even $100,000. In this state, winning the Palmetto Series does matter that much. So get your tickets today. See sceducationlottery.com for odds and details. Winning and non-winning tickets can be entered. Second chance odds depend on number of entries received.
0: Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more. More on electricity. And members save more on insurance, groceries... Healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co-op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member-owned electric cooperatives. And as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co-op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com.
3: I want you to want me
1: All right, coming up top of the hour here on Sports Talk, hour number two, we'll hear from Dabo Sweeney, Chenis Berry, and Lou Bajak from the state newspaper, who was at Shrine Bowl practice today. He'll check in with us, tell us what he saw today as he was tweeting about things from the Shrine Bowl practice in Spartanburg. You can read all about it at thestate.com or follow Lou on Twitter and get his, uh, his take on some of the things he saw at Shrine Bowl practice today, plus recruiting. So we have got a busy, busy hour ahead here on uh, Sports Talk. Uh, Let's see. What else? Uh, David Shelton tweeting something out uh, hearing that Fort Dorchester is close to naming a new head football coach. Ooh. So the one they had this past year was an interim coach after Coach uh, LaPorte, after Coach LaPrade um, stepped aside.
2: Because as soon as they lost in, what, the second round of the 5A state playoffs, Mm -hmm. they announced they were looking for a new head coach.
1: I think Wando is close. uh, So they're going to have a press conference on Thursday. So they are apparently uh, close to naming their guy. Uh, Former Gamecock Melvin Ingram signed to the Dolphins uh, practice squad today. Boy, how did he go from being like an absolute stud with the Chargers to having to sign with the practice squad? What happened there?
2: Uh, that's a good question. You you see this happen in the NFL all the time, and you just wonder how quickly things can turn in that league. I mean, Joshua Dobbs probably is not going to play again for the Vikings. <laughs> because. <laughs> after the game, after we, the game he had the other day. Yeah. Uh, he was so bad. Uh, dude, you know, uh, you have one bad game in that league, and it's time to move on to somebody else, especially at that position.
1: Yes, um, and 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 let's see what else is going on. We got a lot to tell you about in recruiting, uh, some transfers, making decisions about go. So, um, oh, we'll get that to you. Oh, and you know what? We haven't mentioned. Uh, congratulations to the Clemson soccer team, yeah. national champions from last night. They were up two nothing when we signed off. They ended up winning over Notre Dame two to one. So that is two national championships in three years for them. Yeah, How about that?
2: Just like football. They actually now have more championships in soccer than they do in football. Hmm. I think that's what the fourth for Clemson men's soccer?
1: I think so. I think so, yeah.
2: Dabo, Dabo's got to get to work.
1: Well, um, <laughs> I tell you, they have an excellent coach. and um, Yeah, they do. Their facility, Riggs Field, right there on campus, very good facility. Um, Dabo told the story that when he went to Terry Don Phillips – with the idea about the new football facility when Terry Don Phillips asked him, you know, what can I do? Or was it Dan Radakovich? Dan Radakovich. Dan Radakovich. Dan Radakovich said, hey, you know, what can I do to keep football strong here? What can we do to take it to the next level? He gave him this proposal. But this proposal included taking over the soccer fields and turning it into the football facility and all that. Yeah. And he said he went to um, the soccer coach and you know told him, he said, hey, everybody's going to benefit from football benefiting. Just bear with me here. And, of course, they got all on the same page, and uh, mm-hmm. it's worked out great for everybody because football's winning championships and now soccer's winning championships as well. All right, we're going to the break, and we'll be back.
0: Welcome back to Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network. You can reach the guys with the South Carolina Education Lottery lucky number, 888-898-2525. That's 888-898-2525. Now back to Phil, Chris, and Pat with the second hour of Sports Talk on the Sports Talk Media Network.
1: Okay, we're back. Sports Talk, Sports Talk Media Network. Talking Tuesday, Folkhorn, Blue, Chris Bergen, Josh Cohen with you as we come to you from Columbia, the Point Radio, our flagship station, as well as the Bergie Palace. How did you – you know, I was coming back to uh, the Midlands from the beach Sunday night, and I hit that storm head-on on on I-20 around Kershaw County. And, I mean, it – I went from, like, you know, I'm sitting back, chilling, had my little finger on the steering wheel, you know, Mm -hmm. playing a little uh, hip-hop in the old stereo system there, you know what I mean? Chilling. All of a sudden, man, I got hit by about a 50-mile-an-hour gust of wind. (laughs) No, I'm kidding about the finger, the one finger on the steering wheel. But, uh, I mean, it was like, bam, like I got hit by a freight train. Um, And then it was like rough there for about 10 minutes. I thought I was like in Kansas looking for Dorothy. Uh, I was looking for tornadoes and everything. Did it hit you guys in the PD pretty hard?
2: Yes, the uh, skies opened up here uh, late. I guess it was early. What was that Monday morning and about, I don't know, one thirty two o'clock. I woke up and it was just like somebody had the uh, fire hose out. Uh, beside our house, and just uh, streaming water onto the uh, onto the window into the bedroom. But yeah, it was a, a tremendous storm. We needed rain. I'm not sure that that qualified. Probably didn't need that much that quickly. But it was good to get some rain. Evidently, we didn't have enough thunder and lightning though, because my dog is petrified of thunder, and it didn't seem to bother Finn. So evidently, all we got was the rain and some high winds for sure.
1: Yeah, that was a quick passing storm for sure. Then it was, yes, of course, was. and the temperature it was like 66 at the start and it dropped down to about 49 <laughs> yeah, no doubt. by the time I drove through it. So that was a, that was obviously a cold front for the meteorologists out there. A cold front was uh, moving through the state at that time. All right. Dabo Sweeney right where he wants to be. And that is coaching football in December. You know, uh, he doesn't want to be totally on the recruiting trail. He doesn't want to be sitting in his office, having negotiate NIL deals. He wants to be coaching football, that's what he's doing getting his team ready for Kentucky in the Gator Bowl on December the 20 December the 29th yeah double check that December the 29th we were up there today for his um, bowl practice press conference here's some of what he had to say
6: you know really proud of our team uh, for you know how they finished uh is a is a you know just just a great heart and resilience. It's not easy to win games. Um, I mean, it's really, really hard. I mean, we we had we finished with eight wins on the regular season, and and you know that's thirteen years in a row that we've had eight plus wins, and obviously twelve of those have been ten plus. But but thirteen years in a row of eight plus wins that's there's that's a short list. Clemson, Alabama, and Georgia. Uh, so. I I know everybody thinks it's easy to win, but it's so hard. And so I'm proud of our guys, you know, backs against the wall and just how they finished. Uh, Guys stepping up, you know, a lot of personnel down. And to see them uh, rise up the way they did was was great. Uh, To earn the opportunity to go to the Gator Bowl, we're really excited about that. And a chance for a ninth win. And if we get a ninth win, then that that list of three goes to two, uh, us and Alabama. So, you know, just – uh, you know, a lot, lot of opportunity within this game, and uh, it's a game that has a great history uh, with Clemson. Uh, as it's uh, as y'all heard me say, uh, the bowl uh, deal. It's full circle for me. My first ever bowl game as as a coach in 1993 against the Fighting Mac Browns, uh, North Carolina, and um, when he had dark hair, I think, uh, and and it was my first bowl as a head coach. Uh, so so I'm excited about it, looking forward to it. Uh, again, it's an area I'm really familiar with, having always recruited down there. And our, our Jags are fired up that we're coming that way uh, as well. And uh, so it's going to be a great time. We're staying out at Amelia Island. That's uh, a beautiful area. That's where we have our ACC meetings every year at the Ritz. I think we're at the – I think it's called the Omni um, – resort or whatever but but it's it's a great setup uh, we'll practice at fernandina beach uh so it'll be a be a good uh, good trip and and a great matchup you know kentucky this is a, this is you know two teams i think that have battled all throughout the year uh you know C- kentucky is a i mean the job that coach stoops has done is 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 amazing uh i think same thing i would say in his tenure there he's created consistency at kentucky uh, I think that, that is, is, um, you know, not always been the case and he's come in and he's taken that program and he has created consistency and he's created a mentality and a toughness, uh, and, the, and man, they're, they've won massive games and they've been in position to win, uh, at the highest level. So, um, you know, I just, I just can't say enough about the job that he's done and they got a good personnel and I think, I think. All their dudes are playing. I think some of them were not going to play, and then all of a sudden now they're going to play. Uh, so I think a lot of those guys understand this stage and the opportunity that they have. and uh, So it's a really good matchup. I mean, offensively, they're very experienced up front. This is a, this is a bunch of big dudes that have played a lot of ball, and they, they're built to run it. Uh, that back is a great player. He leads the SEC in touchdowns. I think he's second in the SEC in receiving yards. You know, so they, so they get it to him a lot of ways. He's a really, really good player. Uh, six, seven, and nine, they're three receivers. They spread the ball out. Leary, we, we know a lot about Leary. Obviously, we've seen him a bunch. He's a, he's a very good football player as well. And uh, he's taking care of the ball for him this year. You know, he's done a good job with that. Um, so, ironically, got a chance to really kind of study him, uh, uh, even though I wasn't really studying them, uh, getting ready for South Carolina you know, got a chance to to be familiar with them as as we started our preparation. Um, but it's a good football team, a lot of shifts, motions, you know, uh, but again, built to run it and they're gonna challenge you physically, so you, you better be ready for that. And I think every game they've won this year, I think they've averaged hundred and fifty yards or more rushing. So it starts right there. Um, and uh, you know, we've been a we've been a really good postseason team around here all the way back. we've had I think, that's a, I think we've had 12 postseason wins and that's in 12 years in a row. I think that's a college football record. Uh, and uh, so we got a chance to break our own record, you know, with a, with a postseason win. But we've been a good postseason team because, you know, we've been ready in the trenches. It's hard. It's hard to win postseason games. You're talking about championship games, playoff games, bowl games. You know, you don't win these type of games if you're not ready in the trenches. You just don't. Uh, simple as that. And, um, you know, that's where this game, that's, that's where this game will, will be won and lost for sure. That and, and you know, for, for this team in particular, you know, uh, winning that turnover margin. It's been critical uh, for this team. And we've had four good wins in a row. And we've won the margin in all four of them. And that's made the difference. Uh, so, that's what this one's going to come down to. And, and uh, so excited about our preparation defensively. They got dudes. I like I mean, really good linebackers, very good up front. That zero is a monster. He's I don't know, six six, three fifty, uh, something like that. I mean, he's a he's a he is a big, strong man. And uh their their best corner uh wasn't gonna play and now he's gonna play. So uh they got they kinda got all hands on deck over there. So we gotta we, we're down a few guys, uh, but we got what we got and we're gonna get ready and and uh, see if we can go have a, a great matchup on the twenty ninth, and hopefully we'll have a great crowd there, a great turnout. Uh, again, not too far, um, and uh, hopefully you know again just just a, a great environment for the Tigers because uh, I'm sure Kentucky will have a great crowd that'll travel as well. And ACC SEC matchup, you know all that stuff, so be a lot of fun. Uh, so good team, return guys, you know Sevens. I think he's had t- taken a couple to the house, a couple touchdowns. So it's a team that's, that's committed in all three phases and, you know, we got to be ready uh, practice wise. Uh, we got started Sunday night and we've been on the road, planes, trains, automobiles, a lot going on. Um, and um, so I got started Sunday night and then uh, yesterday was just a full all day and night staff day for us uh, just to really just not have any recruiting and just be here and no practice guys had finals. And so today, uh, practice, finals, recruiting for us tonight. Uh, tomorrow, all day recruiting. Uh, players got finals all day, and then we'll practice and recruit Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that'll kind of be our schedule. Sunday, it'll be it'll go dead period uh, or quiet, and then we can't be off the road. And then uh, Monday, it's completely dead, and so we'll practice through Tuesday. Uh, we'll give the players a, a couple days off. We'll have we'll be here through the twentieth signing day, all that stuff, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll get down there. Staff's got to be there on the 23rd. Uh, team has to be there by the 24th, and we'll kind of have a normal week when we get there. We'll have practice that night uh, on the 24th. be like a Monday. Christmas Day, wake up, have a big Christmas celebration. Santa will come. Hopefully everybody will be be nice and not naughty and get a stocking and some gifts, a hood. You won't make the list. Uh, we already know. And uh, – then we'll put on full pads and go have a good tough Tuesday practice uh, at Fernandina Beach, and so have a good week of prep. And so that's uh, that's kind of our state of Clemson, if you will, uh, right now as far as our schedule and all that stuff. I know you guys will be out a couple of days, and I guess I'll see see most of y'all next Wednesday. Uh, we got a lot of graduates on this team. I'm really proud of that. Got a bunch of guys, uh, a bunch of guys getting master's degrees and. And they're getting their their undergrad degree next week as well. So, it's just a lot going on. It's exciting. And, um, you know, two new coaches, uh, as you all all know. And, and, you know, it's unfortunate the way the world is now and how things have to happen with, you know, the calendar, the way the calendar is is set up, you know. Um, But uh, really excited about Chris and and, um, uh, Matt coming in, you know, and their families. Um, You know, these are two – Two really, really experienced, two great coaches um, that I think just check every box for us, and it's been it's been a good start. A lot of a lot of a lot of stuff going on for them too. But Chris and I go way back, as you know, and um, super excited for him to be back. And um, it's it's a different Clemson than the one he left in 2010. Uh, so he's excited to be back here. And and uh, and then Matt, you know, as he told me, this was probably the only job he would have taken. Uh, so. I think a lot of excitement there, getting off to a good start, and this is a huge opportunity during bowl prep, you know, for them to kind of get acclimated a little bit and start that relationship process and just kind of setting the foundation and learning a little bit. You know, learn to play. he got to learn terminology. There's a lot going on for them too. Um, so, that, you know, how to speak the language. But this is a big time for us, and we'll get a lot of work on Kentucky. We'll get a lot of work on Clemson. We'll get a lot of a lot of fundamental technical work. That's what you have to do. You got a lot of time to get ready for this game, and then we'll spend a lot of time developing our team. You know, with what we call our JV work. This is really some of my f- favorite time of year Is, is what we get done. Uh, it'll be very competitive. Uh, we'll probably have a couple of scrimmages Saturday and and, and maybe Monday, um, and then finish up with a little more little more work down there. So I'm looking forward to it and, and I'm in shells today and then we'll be full pads the rest of the week. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and uh, should, uh, should ramp up pretty good.
1: All right, Dabo Sweeney from his press conference today up in Tigertown, doing a lot of construction up there around uh, Jervy Athletic Center and, uh, you know, making, making new stuff, I think, for gymnastics, maybe volleyball. And, uh, of course, I guess he'll probably do some stuff – For soccer, too, since they've got another natty to hang up there. Uh, We'll come back from the break, bring you the recruiting report tonight here on Sports Talk. Coming up for the moment. If an insurance company is there to sell you insurance, shouldn't it also be there to service it with real people? At Farm Bureau Insurance, we're here to help with experienced agents ready to provide personal service when you need it most. Call today for your free no-obligation review for auto, home, and life insurance that's custom-tailored just for you.
2: Whether it's home, auto, or life insurance, Buddy Bridges and Farm Bureau Insurance have the right policy for you. Call Buddy today in Lawrence County at 864-923-2174. South Carolina
1: Farm Bureau Mutual Insurance Company. Southern Farm Bureau Casualty Insurance Company. Southern Farm Bureau Life Insurance Company. Jackson, Mississippi.
0: Call orderly It's What's for Dinner in South Carolina. Funded by the South Carolina Beef Council, part of the Beef Checkoff Program.
2: You've put in the work for your education. The extra early, extra late, extra, extra work. That's because you understand education opens doors to better pay, better opportunities, and a better you. Being educated about playing the lottery is no different. It helps you be a better player, one who knows when to play and when to take a rain check. The lottery's a game, so let's keep it fun. Learn more at com slash better you.
0: Touchstone Energy Cooperative members save more. More on electricity. And members save more on insurance, groceries, Healthcare, restaurants, travel, concerts, and sporting events through co op connections. Touchstone Energy is an alliance of the member owned electric cooperatives, and as a member, the power is yours. Experience the power of co op membership with Touchstone Energy and find out how much you can save on electricity and a whole lot more at touchstoneenergy.com. George Bryant here for Tsunami Bar Sports. And some say the fun is in the winning. I say the fun is in the training. And Tsunami Robbie, what do you say? George, we
1: all know you get more done when you're having fun. This technology is different. It's engaging. But it's also a lot of fun to use. Hi, this is Phil Kornblut. Be sure to click on the digital ad on sportstalksc.com and get 5% off any Tsunami Bar order using promo code BBB5. Don't wait. Order today. All right, coming up, Lou Jack from the state on the Shrine Bowl. Coach Chennis Berry from South Carolina State now on his new job. But right now, we give you the recruiting report tonight. That is brought to you by Seawells. And Seawells, uh, of course, with things coming up, here in the winter months, do people get married in the winter? If you do, sure. yeah. I mean, it's a little cold. But if you've got plans you for know, a winter wedding. Some people winter,
2: actually like the cold weather, Phil.
1: Name me one. <laughs> me. Oh. I see. I'm still in <laughs> I'm in my golf shirts. I wear these as long as humanly possible without jackets. I go as long as I can.
2: You're like Tom Knotts. I'm going to always wear shorts <laughs> on the sidelines <laughs> That's regardless right. of the weather, right? That's right. right
1: but if you've got something that recall, uh, calls for the best in catering in the winter even or maybe you're making plans for the spring or the summer, just make that one phone call to Seawells, talk to Cal and let him help you plan it out. 803-771 7385 803-771 7385 seawellscateringsc.com Hey, you got plans for lunch tomorrow? If you don't Plan to go to Seawells for the daily luncheon buffet. You're going to surprise me and have the menu for tomorrow? I've
2: got it right here. You're Thanksgiving tomorrow well, did, did Pat did,
1: is, did Pat send you a memo to say make sure you do the daily <laughs> no, buffet update?
2: B- both nights when you've started talking recruiting, I just pulled up the the menu. And tomorrow is carved turkey with cornbread dressing, southern fried chicken, pulled pork, and as Pat would say, local farm fresh vegetables, fruits, salad, and dessert, and a lot of gravy. A lot of gravy.
1: All that at sea Wells tomorrow, 11 to 2, 14 bucks. Don't miss it. You'll only be uh, disappointing yourself. Indeed. All right, two uh, recruiting, variety of notes for you. Vanderbilt quarterback transfer A.J. Swan visiting South Carolina today, according to 247 Sports. Not sure if that's official or unofficial. He had some good moments. He had a couple of 300-plus passing yards. He also had some injuries. I'm just wondering why South Carolina – would want to take a quarterback out of the portal? While they would even consider that, when you consider that, you got Lenore Sellers coming back, uh, you got uh, Dante Reno coming in,
2: um, veteran voice in the locker room, maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe so. And because I guess
2: clearly, I mean, Lenore Sellers is the guy going into the spring, right? I mean, he's the guy to beat for that job. So maybe they they're thinking we'll bring somebody who's played in the SEC for a while, just as a, for lack of a better term, a, a more mature voice in the room.
1: Yeah, possible. Of course they they look they lost you know Gauthier uh, to transfer. Mm-hmm. He's headed out. Uh, oh, and don't forget Doty. You got Doty Man. back, uh, and Bailey's gone. You got Doty, uh, and you got Sellers, and you got Dante Reno. Yeah, I guess, I guess probably another one wouldn't hurt, uh, especially somebody with SEC experience. Right. So. Right. Maybe we've answered our own question there. All right, onward. Transfer tight end Brady Hunt of Ball State said today he will take an official visit to South Carolina this weekend. Of course, they missed on another transfer tight end target yesterday, committed to Virginia. USC missed. See, this is where they've got to um, we gotta make it happen. They missed on an offensive line transfer target. Jerquan Scott committed to Ole Miss, transferring from Southern Miss to Ole Miss. Hattiesburg to Oxford. Uh, as I mentioned, USC transfer target tight end Tyler Neville of Harvard committed to Virginia. He was at USC last weekend. Pittsburgh transfer defensive tackle DeAndre Jules, 6'3", 310, uh, is supposedly at South Carolina for an official visit starting today. Made an official visit to Florida last weekend. Safety Gerald Kilgore transferred Tennessee Tech, who was at USC last weekend, confirmed last night his plans. To uh, make his other official visits, Florida a and, uh, uh, F, Florida Atlantic uh, beginning tomorrow and then West Virginia this weekend. Clemson target, shorter transfer offensive tackle Allen Heron committed last night to Penn State. So that's a miss for the Tigers. Former Duke quarterback Riley Leonard going to Notre Dame. Florida State's going to host DJ Uyangale for a visit this weekend. <laughs> Source told uh, 247 please, Sports.
2: Please sign with them. I think it would be a, such a great story to see Florida State and uh, Clemson go head to head next year with well, DJ on the other sideline. You know
1: what that would mean, probably. Florida State at Clemson, Labor Day night, Death Valley.
2: Yeah, but it would be... No, Tallahassee, would be
1: Tallahassee. Tallahassee, I'm yeah, sorry. They, they were Tallahassee, Death, but you're yeah. right. Very possible. Clemson at Florida State, Labor Day night, <laughs> Tallahassee. TV so would I'm be all against, over that.
2: Oh, don't you know it. Club Nick against DJ. Mm. Vanderbilt Clemson. transfer
1: receiver Will Shepard, who has a USC offer, was offered by Miami and Southern Cal. 2025 cornerback Cam Strong of T.L. Hanna was at Clemson today. USC top 12 with 2025 linebacker Mantrez Walker, Buford, Georgia. The others are Arkansas, Stanford, Michigan, Tennessee, Louisville, LSU, Penn State, Miami, Colorado, Missouri, and Ole Miss. Colorado, by the way, has taken seven transfer offensive linemen so far.
2: <laughs> Who do you think one of those more, Dion or his son?
1: Ooh. <laughs> Dad, go buy me some linemen. <laughs> Please. By the way, I I was heartbroken to see where Dion and his uh, wife or girlfriend broke up. Heartbroken. Oh. Yeah, they announced that. They still love each other, and, you know, they have a kid or two. And uh, – mm-hmm. Very sad. But he is dating a model now, so that's okay. He's all right. He's D-I-L. Yeah. Uh, Wake Forest Safety, A.J. Williams, is transferring to Coastal Carolina. And let's see what else here that I haven't mentioned. Did that, did that. Uh, We did that. Mentioned that. uh, Talked about that. Uh, Running back Anthony Carey of Tampa, who visited USC unofficially in November, made an official visit to Georgia Tech last weekend and Miami transfer quarterback Tyler Van Dyke has committed to Wisconsin, Wisconsin thrown for about 7,500 yards and 54 touchdowns. Not bad. Yeah. So going to uh, the big 10 to play at Wisconsin. There you go uh, for uh, your recruiting report tonight here on sports talk brought to you by Seawells, Wells, the um, attorney general in the state of Florida, Ashley Moody announced today she's launching an investigation into the college football playoff selection committee over the decision to leave Florida State out of the top four. The FBI will be visiting each of the committee members. No, that's mine. i added that. That's not true. But don't be surprised if it happens. Morning rage at all the homes of the uh, committee members. Wow. We'll be back well, after this break. Have
2: something better to do with their lives? Come
4: on. <laughs>
1: Well, dummy, Clemson can't play Florida State to open the season Labor Day night next year because they're already they booked to play Georgia all. in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Coach Mike Anthony, for uh, correcting us on that. We appreciate that. Uh, one more quick little piece on this Florida State uh, story, and then um, Lou will join us. So the AG down there, Miss Moody, said, quote, I'm a lifelong Gator, but I'm also the Florida Attorney General. And I know injustice when I see it. And she said this in a video announcement in front of Dope Campbell Stadium. <laughs> Quote, no rational person or college football fan can look at this situation and not question the result. Uh, here's a little hint for you. You lose your starting quarterback, who's a, almost your entire offense, people will question. The NCAA conferences and the college football playoff committee are subject to antitrust laws. My office is launching an investigation to examine if the committee was involved in any anti-competitive conduct. I mean, really, seriously, is it anti-competitive if you stand up and say, uh, I, I don't think that team deserves to be in there? Is that anti-competitive?
2: Uh, evidently so. And Holy obviously cow. this lady is running for re-election first and foremost because otherwise they wouldn't spend five seconds on this. And secondly, who, uh, what, what value and, and what are you going to do? Are you going to actually legitimately sue the NCAA if you find proof in your mind that the committee cheated Florida State? And what's that going to prove? By the time it gets to court, we'll be at the 12-team playoff next year and Florida State would have gotten in. But how do you define cheating if it's
1: it's all opinion? Unless you can prove that somebody who got in paid the members to put Mm -hmm. them in. You know, if somebody says, ma'am, it was my opinion that they deserve to be out, you're going to sue me over my opinion? I don't think that that will fly. Let's welcome in Lou Bajak, a man who has a law degree from Harvard and a, and a degree in criminology from um, Utah State. Hey, Lou. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's <laughs> <laughs> all funny. I mean, it's they act
7: like it was like it's it's an opinion thing. It's not like there's like a formula or not i mean it's yeah. they're they thought that they're, they're the four best teams i mean and uh, florida state is not the same team they were uh with uh jordan travis i no.
1: mean it's that's that is it's it's simply that simple uh how the sand look today saw some of your tweets i know you were impressed by a few things that you saw out there in practice
7: yeah yannick smith was uh definitely one of them he was uh, fantastic, I, I think. I mean, I talked to him after. I mean, he's still committed to East Carolina. He hears occasionally from South Carolina, Liberty now, but uh, it seems like he's going to stay with his East Carolina commitment. He, I think he's he's been he was the best receiver I saw uh, out there today for South Carolina, just athletically and just made a heck of a uh, grab, kind of like he mossed a, 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 a uh, a defender. I forget. Mm. I think it was a kid from South Point who also had a good interception that day for a touchdown. So yeah, he, he looked pretty good. Uh, Travion Dunbar from Midland Valley I thought was really impressive. And the offensive line is uh, <laughs> Josiah Thompson, Blake Franks, uh, Tate, uh, Stokes, the kid from Hartsville, uh, the big guy from uh, Buford. I mean, they're they're pretty, pretty massive and pretty big up front. It's going to be interesting to see um, if they're able to run the ball. I think uh, QB is a little bit of a question uh, with Martin and uh, Matthew Wilson, but they're very athletic, and they could run with
1: them as well as throw the ball. I mean, can Dunbar do anything in this game to convince Sweeney and Beamer that he's worthy of an offer? Because, I mean, throughout his career, his numbers are off the charts, and we've got people screaming that, this guy deserves a look, deserves something more than a PWO offer. Can he do anything to, to break through?
7: I, I don't think so because I think his mindset where he wants to go, and uh, you might see that soon, uh, all indications of what what he said. Um, uh, he told Jordan Kay after, um, one of our reporters after. But uh, I don't know, man. It was – He's impressive. He has got the legs, over 3,000 yards rushing. I thought should have been Mr. Football finalist, but I mean, that's. But he's impressive. He got the thigh. He just built. Um, I still don't know why he hasn't had an offer, but I mean, he, wherever he goes, I think he's gonna he's gonna shine. And then who knows? Maybe in a couple years, the way things are uh, trans. Uh, circle back towards this way so you never know but yeah he's definitely impressive and uh as long with uh turbo richard richards and uh sean reader it's a pretty pretty good uh backfield for, for south carolina for saturday
1: is there reason to be worried you mentioned the quarterbacks is there reason to be worried about the quarterback situation about the quarterback play
7: no i mean just i mean just, no i don't think so it's just i mean uh, it was, i mean martin i like Javion martin a lot and matthew wilson's committed to app and they're good i mean just i think the, the better quarterbacks in the state this year were juniors to be honest i mean if, so but i i think they'll be already, i think they'll I'll be good and uh it will be interesting to see how they uh, move the ball against north carolina i briefly watched them a little bit uh, they're a little bit bigger as far as quarterback wise and stuff um Usually are because you get more guys to choose from. But I think South Carolina has a good game plan, part uh running run the offense, working the quarterbacks. Uh, I think it will be a fun, um, fun matchup on Saturday.
1: Yeah, it it was a year where the state was kind of devoid of marquee uh, quarterbacks from a recruiting and reputation standpoint. There was no Lenore Sellers coming through this year. No. How'd the defense look to Next you? Next year, though. Oh, yeah. What's yeah. that? How'd the defense look to you?
7: It looked good. I mean, they got guys flying the ball. I like the kid from White and Old, Jaden Kimble. Um, the guys, the two guys from Silver Bluff, uh, Boyd, and forget the other guy's name. I think one's Boyd's going to Georgia Tech, and um, teammates also committed somewhere. They mm-hmm. looked really good on the front, um, and. Uh, secondary is pretty good. Like I said, I think they picked off three or four passes uh, in between the two practices. So, yeah, I think uh, defensively they'll be able to match up uh, with North Carolina pretty well, speed-wise as well.
1: Now, going back to quarterbacks, I'm just seeing a tweet here from Riley Staten from, well, many places, but most recently Gaffney. Uh, he's going to be announcing December 19th his college choice and uh, i mean here's i mean he didn't make either one of the all-star teams i'm a little surprised about that i guess
7: yeah uh, you would think maybe the north south I uh, forget who, who the north quarterback trying to draw in a blank with who, who the north quarterback was uh backs were last week um but yeah he, he had a really good year for gaffney uh play played with gray and uh forget where else he started. Greenville? He was at Greenville Greenville for a short time. He was at Greenville first semester, yeah, Yeah. Um, just for the spring. But yeah, he had a good year for Gaffney. It'll be interesting to see where he goes and uh, how he develops in college and uh, what the future holds for him.
1: What did you see watching um, installation today and what the uh, offensive coaches are trying to do? What what kind of, uh, does it look like they're going to try to be a run-heavy offense or of course, you know, Coach, uh, you know, Coach Farmer likes to throw the ball. He's he's made his reputation at Calhoun County throwing the football.
7: Yeah, they, they spread them out four wide, but they also uh, got the run, ball in the receivers' hands, like on, on jet sweeps, and uh, they uh, used Will Young, who's Brooklyn Casey's quarterback, but is playing receiver this week. They used him uh, several times, getting him the ball, and yeah, a lot of short passes um, to, to Braylon Staley. Uh, they they went deeper with Smith he's kind of the deep threat but yeah they had they definitely have uh they're going to spread him out and then i think a lot of jet sweeps maybe some uh a bubble screens to to get things going and uh, get the offense try, trying to go that way and then open things up uh, i think later uh later on in, in the game
1: did staley impress you from uh, what you got to see from him
7: yeah he's definitely got speed in that and uh i think um i just talk to him after see if I know. I know. He already, I mean, had the ceremony last week, and but he still, he still had South Carolina as a home, home visit um, last week as well. But um, just, just it was interesting to see uh, him and uh, Quayshie Scott, who also looked good, who's yeah. going to Kentucky. Just yeah. uh, Gamecocks were not a little bit late, but I mean, uh, they still. They still um, considered them for sure, but uh, they, they stuck with Tennessee and uh, Kentucky. So well, well
1: this this day and age, if you don't get them right now, you might get them on the rebound.
7: Yeah, and that's that's the thing. You build those relationships. You never know a year or two from now, coaching changes, and that would happen. And then you'd be in that. You got that starting spot with them. Um, that's why you offer a lot of kids, and you try to build as many relationships as you can because you never know what's gonna when it's gonna circle around uh, back
1: towards your way. Did you get a chance to put your eyes on the North Carolina team at all?
7: Uh, briefly, uh, a little bit. Like I said, size-wise, quarterback-wise, it's uh, it was a little bit different. <laughs> they're a little bit bigger, and uh I know they got some playmakers. I don't think the quarterback from weddington was there. Um, they won a state championship. I think he's going to Georgia, Georgia Southern. I saw him play earlier this year against um, Dutch Fork. He's really good, and it should be. I mean, they're going to have the athletes. I mean, like I said, the big, bigger state to choose from, bigger uh mount a pool, but uh South Carolina's done well lately and uh I like the the speed uh, like I said on D especially on defense. They're flying to the ball pretty
1: well today. Are you going back up for another practice or is this it?
7: No, this is it. Uh see I think they're only practicing once tomorrow. They're only they're not practicing in the morning and then I think the other two were not open. Plus I mean I uh, got to see a lot today. I mean we're at two two full practices today and uh, uh it was definitely a good Good, good to see, and also good to catch up with some of the coaches that were up there watching their players and, uh, uh, today.
1: Good, good. Well, everybody can find your stuff at com. Also can follow you on Twitter. And uh, throw that handle out there again real quick. Uh, Lou at the State. Lou at the State. If you're not following him, you're stupid. You should be. Yeah, you're just absolutely <laughs> stupid. Lou, thank you, my man. And uh, we'll thanks, talk Phil, to you thanks, soon. Chris. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Lou. Yep. Appreciate you. Lou Scoop, appreciate that. All right, over in Orangeburg today, Chris, we had the announcement official of Chenis Berry as the new football coach of the Bulldogs.
2: Quite an impressive press conference that uh, SC State put on earlier this afternoon to introduce not only their their new football coach, but also their new AD, who is a South Carolina State alum, coming back to run the athletic department. But Jenna Berry stole the show. There's no question. This is a guy who's been, it it appears, has been priming the pump, sort of getting ready for an opportunity like this. And you could tell uh, just in the 20 or so minutes that he spoke. We won't have all of it. It's up on our website, sportstalksc.com. But you can tell he's a fiery guy and ready to go, and he is already starting to bleed red and blue. And here's a bit of what Dennis Berry had to say to fire up the crowd this afternoon in Orangeburg.
4: You know, I believe when you get an opportunity like this, and this kind of how I look at life, the opportunity of a lifetime only lasts the lifetime of the opportunity. And the opportunity is right now. That's no opportunity wasted. This opportunity that was given to me, I'm so excited about it because I won't waste that opportunity. If the good Lord blessed me with the opportunity to be the head football coach at South Carolina State University, a story program, I'm gonna hit the ground running and make sure that I do all I can do to make it better than it was before I found it. So I'm super excited about it. My why, why am I in this profession? Coaching is a ministry. It really is a ministry. It's a ministry because we have an opportunity to be in front of a hundred-plus young men every single day, not the pulpit on Sundays. But every single day, you have an opportunity to be in front of young men, impacting their lives every day. So how we speak, how we talk, our energy, all that matters. How we dress, they're watching everything that we do. So they're at an impressionable young age, 18 to about 23, 24 years old. So how we come to work every day, our mindset, how we come to work every day, they're watching everything we do. So it is a ministry, and I don't I don't play play with it. And to change the lives and the trajectory of lives of young men is extremely important to me because we know there's an expiration date to this game of football. This game is going to end one day and I want to make sure that I'm preparing young men to be ready for this game that we call life. Because one day there'll be fathers, there'll be husbands, there'll be leaders in the community and I want to make sure as the leader of the program because I believe in leading from the front, that I want to make sure that every man that touches our program, every female, whether it be a support staff or whatever it may be, that we impact their lives in a special way. So that's the vision of how I'll go. So again, when I see a young man, I go to a high school and I start seeing a young man. I have to visualize what I see him to be four to five years from now as he matriculates to get his degree at South Carolina State University. I got to be able to visualize. So again, treat a man as he is, he will be. But treat a man as he can be, he will become. I have to be able to get it out of him something that he may not see in it himself. It's my job and my coaching staff job is to get it out of him. So I'm big on. Uh, 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 developing young men, all right, Man, you know, when, when you look at this whole deal, just the future of, of the young people that we're entrusted with, man doesn't decide his future, he decides his habits, and his habits decide his future. Everything that they do every day prepares them for this future that they're going to have, because they will be leaders in this community and in this game of life. Just the philosophy of the program. Every day, our mission in our program will be to chase A's, B's, C's, and D's. Okay, well, what are they? C's and B's, well A's and B's non-negotiable, in the classroom, A's and B's, we will hold a standard, every young man in our program, we're going to strive every day to be the best we can be in the classroom as well, and we're going to shoot for A's and B's, C's are championships, and that's plural, championships, okay, I believe in winning, winning on the field and winning off the field, C's are championships and D's are degrees, all right. A's, B's, C's, and D's, that's what we're going to go for every single day, making sure our young men fall in love with that process of chasing A's, B's, championships, and degrees. That won't change, and that's what we'll be all about. All right. and, and it's big for me, you know, when we come up with the cardinal principles or the core values of South Carolina State University football. We're going to fall in love with the process, and we're going to understand that adversity is going to strike in young men life, okay, as a father's as husband's adversity strikes every day Every day's not sunshine, some days there will be rain and you're going to have to find from the pit of your soul to be able to dig deep when adversity strikes, so that's the acronym that we'll go by it'll be on the back of the weight room t-shirts plastered all over the weight room, locker room it's about dig deep when adversity strikes, but that D is discipline have discipline in everything that you do on and off the field, ah, that's your integrity that's who you are, that's your character when nobody else is watching who will you be Jesus, God. I don't run from him. I don't choose their God form, but we're going to put God first in this program. Deep dedication. you got to be dedicated to be a student athlete. You've got to get up. You've got to go to practice. you got to go to class. you got to go to study halls, you got to go to meetings. All right? you got to be a student athlete. All right? In order to do that, you've got to be dedicated. E, effort. Effort. Everything you do. As the head football coach, deep from the front, everything that I do, we're going to give amazing effort in all that we do. And then you got to go execute. We can have a plan. We can draw a play on the board. We're going to run power right here. We're going to get a dumb team. We're going to get a kick out. Wall up. All right. We're going to turn up. Got to go press A, B, C. All that sounds good in air conditioning. But we got to go out and con- uh, uh, execute. And also, at the end of the day, the end of their life, all our young men, they're going to have aspirations. Oh, when I grew up, I'm going to have this beautiful wife. I'm going to have a house on the hill, food on the land, this great life. But guess what? sounds good. We got to go execute. All right. That's what it's all about, execution and pee pride. Pride is a man first. See, all the young men that will, will have the opportunity to be in their life, they're going to carry their daddy's last name first. Okay, so they better have pride in who they are as a man first. And then they better have bulldog pride. Everything they do is all about pride. All right, I'm big on pride, and you got to have that. So you got to dig deep when adversity strikes. One of those mindset. People say, well, coach, where you come up with this one of those mindset? Well, one of all mindset kind of goes from this book that we ran as a football team, and we'll read it here at South Carolina State University as well. Called Chopula It talks about surrendering the outcome and falling in love with the process, the journey of becoming great. Everybody wants championships, right? We all want to win. We all want this great season. But guess what? You gotta fall in love with the journey weight room, the ground, the study, the study hall, all the things that it takes to be great fall in love with the process, so don't worry about the end goal, don't worry about, we know, we visualize seeing ourselves in the celebration ball real, real soon, but at the end of the day, we gotta fall in love and go 1-0 and o every day, and win the day, and those days turn into days, to weeks, to weeks, to months, months turn into the year, and you build up and you have a great, great football season, but anyway, at the end of the day, we're gonna fall in love with a 1-0 mindset of falling in love with being great each and every day, ownership. Ownership, man. I tell you what, ownership in this program, every time we wear these colors, all right, every time that we, we step out, all right, the logo never comes off. Alright? So we're gonna strive to create an uh, atmosphere that, that just cultivates the sense of pride amongst our team. Alright? When we speak, people are gonna think we're crazy as a football team, and it's gonna start transcending to the to the campus all over. We're not gonna say hi, we're not gonna say bye. We're gonna say go bulldogs. Go, go bulldogs. Everything we say, hi, bye is go dogs. Now, I might turn into Go dogs, but it's going to be all about Go Bulldogs. Mindset. We won't walk around the campus with anybody else's apparel on. It's going to be all about Go Bulldogs. That's what it's all about. That's how we'll say hi. That's how we'll say bye. What? <laughs> what? Amazing,
1: huh?
2: Oh, my gosh.
1: I want some of what he's drinking.
2: Exactly. I Woo. thought it was awesome. Yeah, that, that is. Really you did. talk
1: about unbridled unlimited energy and passion man if that's how he addresses his players hmm, they'll be pretty fired up and he'll be bringing in some an infusion of excitement and energy to that program uh with with that kind of uh i don't know with with that kind of uh, attitude and and that kind of um approach word. to coaching it's yeah.
2: Yeah, and it's a word Frank Martin used all the time, enthusiasm.
1: Enthusiasm,
2: yeah. He's yeah. got enthusiastic uh, voices, and, and he's excited. I mean, and like I said earlier, the, the one coach in our state that I've always held to a certain standard in terms of public speaking and getting you ready was Mike Ayers. Janice Berry is this generation's mm-hmm. Mike Ayers, I think. Good we grief! Can see that. One more uh, <laughs>
1: recruiting note ran across while I was uh, checking out some stuff. Uh John Whittle, Big Spur, adding that uh, South Carolina also today running back Jaworn Howell, transfer uh, from South Carolina State, South Carolina campus today and tomorrow for a visit. And then on Thursday, defensive lineman Kyle Kennard, a transfer from Georgia Tech, is going to visit South Carolina. Howell was offered by Indiana yesterday. Kennard made an official visit to um, – Oh, hang on a second here. He's from Georgia Tech. He didn't make an official visit to Georgia Tech. He made an official visit to Florida State. Made an official visit to Florida State last weekend. He had six-and-a-half sacks, 11 and a half tackles for a loss last season. Probably went to Florida State. Didn't Georgia Tech beat Florida State this year? Wasn't that like the big shock of the season? No, that was Miami.
2: Remember, that was the take-a-knee game. Okay. Miami didn't Mi- take a knee. That's yeah. right. They beat Miami, Yeah.
1: All right, very quickly, we've had a couple of folks waiting on the phone lines to see if we can squeeze in one, maybe two. Uh, H.R., H.R., on the road. What's up, H.R.? Good to hear from you again. I thought maybe you had left the country or was forced to leave the country.
8: Man, I've been in Louisville since Friday at noon.
1: Man, you sound like it.
8: That was a long weekend because normally the, the finals are on Sunday, and it was on Monday night.
1: How many times did you stop you on the Bourbon Trail, going up, coming back?
8: Well, that was what I called to tell you about. That was all we could think to do <laughs> all day Saturday and Sunday. I mean, you, that's what you hear about. We were like, well, we're here. Mm-hmm. But, whoo! I needed it last night to stay warm.
1: Was it cold we were, out there?
8: Yeah, and it's that Midwest cold, like with that, like the wind cut. Does that make sense? Yeah. You feel like you, like I made the mistake of shaving yesterday morning. It was like, it was like a cutting, but it was a nice win. It was a. You get to. You said I mean, out soccer you can watch the highlights. Two nice goals and.
1: Well, I did a little play-by-play on the during the show last night.
8: Yeah, I was sending you some tweets, but man, I was. You want me to replay my play-by-play
1: for you? Here's – I'll give you a little replay of my play-by-play.
8: Go Clemson. Go Clemson. Go Clemson. And he kicks it over here,
1: and they run over there, and he (laughs) kicks it back over here, and they all run over there, and there's a shot on goal, and it goes out of bounds, and there's a corner kick, and there's a yellow flag. I mean, a yellow card. Something like that.
8: Anyway, I'd say they they got a good chance to keep it going because they've got Mm -hmm. a pipeline coming from all the Senegalese players. And I'm friends with a couple of them that have already graduated. But there's a coach at Senegal and at, a, at an academy in Orlando called Mont Verde. Have mm-hmm. you ever heard of that?
1: Basketball school, and,
8: yeah. And was, it's an athletic school just all the way around. And uh, people from Senegal, the, the the better students, of course, they, they can recruit them at 13 and 14 and move them over. And Clemson has a pipeline. I mean, one of their former players is the head coach there, a guy named Mike Potempa, mm-hmm. that played right after I did. And, uh, I mean, they just got talent upon talent upon talent. And last night, you could see it better in person, but Clemson was just so much faster than Notre Dame.
1: Is that why, and and we're running out of time, but real quick, as Chris pointed out on the show last night, Clemson did not allow a goal in the entire tournament?
8: Clemson has speed. Their starting 11 has speed like I've never seen at the collegiate level. They allowed a goal in the final minute.
1: Oh, that's right. They yeah. Besides, that yeah. yeah.
8: They went 449 minutes. So almost five complete games till they gave up that penalty kick. Mm. And not only that, I, I don't know if this means a lot to you, most soccer teams play four or five in the back. Clemson's so fast, they play three. So, anywho, guys, I'm headed to Nashville. Talk to you later. Be
1: safe. <laughs> Put that brown stuff away. Clemson Good celebrating a soccer. national championship. I'm going to have a big parade and, uh, and and a big party there at the stadium or something. huh? Oh, is that only should. for football? They only do that for football? All right. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. Thank you, Chris. Yes, sir. Uh, we'll see everybody tomorrow night. Got a great one for you tomorrow night. See you then.